showtime. It is showtime, and we're here with Kenneth Diaz, uh, strength and conditioning coach with Spartan, and he has worked with, well, one, we've been trying to connect for, what, about a year now, a year yeah. and a half? Uh, so we're, we're finally here connecting. Um, Kenneth, we normally start off with you introducing yourself, honestly. Mm -hmm. So take it away. Okay. Like he said, Kenneth Diaz, I'm strength and conditioning coach, size 2008. Uh, I started work with fighters in 2011. But to be honest, I grew up with fighters because I fight size uh, 15, 16 years old. That's awesome. And I grew up with fighters, but I started to work, study and work with fighters size 2011. So in Brazil, I, I worked with some UFC fighters, amateur fighters, pro fighters. Then I came here to the USA and now I'm here working with uh, Spartan athletes. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned you know, your background, being Brazilian, you are Brazilian, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brazilian. <laughs> uh, being Brazilian and uh, just growing up in that culture, can you talk to that and how the culture and the fight kind of yeah, blends? Yeah. Okay, when when I started training uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, even in Brazil, was not famous. That was 96, 97, was not famous. I started to train in a very small gym with my uncle, I have an uncle that is a black belt, black belt world champion a couple of times. And we started to train a very small gym. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu was not very famous in that time. Right. And, but we, we loved it since the first time. Right. Then we loved it and we keep training. And Jiu-Jitsu started to grow, getting grow, 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 grow. Uh, I grow inside of these, these, these dudes and we start to go in the tournaments, then we start to travel, we start to meet people, and then came the boom of the yeah. MMA. And everybody saw, damn, this kind of <laughs> martial arts, this jiu-jitsu, it's, it's good, we need to do that. In that time, the jiu-jitsu, boom, okay. explode. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so how has, you know, the boom of jiu-jitsu kind of led you here to the u.s to where you are currently we'll pick yeah, up uh, after that i keep training jiu-jitsu for a long time so i went to the brazilian air force i served mm -hmm. the brazilian air force and after that i started to train mma too okay uh, but i started training just for fun then i started to train in muay thai and MMA just for fun and training like about three or four years and in the same time, I was in the university studying in Brazil. It's a physical education. Okay. Yeah. I was a physical. Education. When I when I finish my when I finish my my time in the university, I start to make a post grade, and I had the opportunity to come to the USA to make a mentorship in the Institute of Human Performance in Boca Raton, Florida. Awesome. With Juan Carlos Santana. Yeah. And there, there was much more advanced in studying MMA. And then I said, hey, I like that shit. <laughs> I want to know more about that. Then I start to, to study MMA. When I come back to Brazil after this, for sure I know a lot of fighters. Then I said, man, what I learned that, I want to, to put in the real life here. Right. And that teach me much more because I take from the theory and put in the real life, and it's very different. It is. 
Yeah. It is. Uh, that's one of the, I mean, the day-to-day, you know. You yes. have the book knowledge and all yes. the theories, and it's like, well, we know this. Is, these are the parameters that you should fit in. Mm-hmm. But when you get to real life, the actual fight mm-hmm. is actually the actual fight now yes. uh, with MMA. Uh, it changes. Everything changed. Everything changed because in the in the books, in the, the, the periodization word, everything is okay. The, 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 your athlete, your fighter always sleep, always eat. That's not the real life. <laughs> not at all. Sometimes look like they want to, sometimes look like the athlete want to broke your work. You yep, know? Yep. They don't want to sleep. They don't want to eat. They look like a kid. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's what happens. <laughs> it, it can be. It can and, be. And the most funny, I'm not talking about the amateur. Right. Bro, the pro make the same thing. <laughs> yes, they do. It, it makes it fun, though. It, it makes it fun finding the the right application and, and you know how to implement. Hey, we're starting here. Yeah. And we need to be here. I know you're gonna do this, and you're not gonna do this. How do we get there? Um, and I guess speaking to that, you know, with Eric and Walt, you know, you working with them. Eric's freaking fight tempo as far as picking up fights and yes, his yes. frequency of fighting and then Walt, his style and, you know, all that. Um, how do you prepare those two diff- for those two different events? Yeah, uh, so what's what I like in the MMA or in the fights, now I'm talking just about MMA, there's different kinds of fights right, right. that I work about, talking only about MMA. We have a different kinds of fights inside one fight. Yep. We have grappling, we have striking, we have fights on the floor. If you go grappling on the floor, you grappling on your feet. So different kind of fights. Uh, and one thing good about MMA, you know who you, uh, who you fight, so you can you can you can uh, uh, study about your opponent. Right. You can look in the YouTube and say, hey, this guy's a striker, so he moves like that. He don't he he do that. He don't do that. So we can train your specific goal or specific strategy like they do in soccer football right. okay we do the same and i use this training condition like a tool mm-hmm. to help my fighters and if i saw the guy will be a striking and our goal will be grappling uh we try to work more isometric isometric uh, uh strategies uh, we prepare a different kind of cardio right to work to achieve our goals right and that's what's happening that's yeah. what working yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It is. You're doing a great job of implementing. I mean, I'm just speaking to people outside of the strength and conditioning, even within, you know, I'm like, check it out. Like, look what he's doing. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and, it's and awesome. Eric, Eric, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beast. Yeah. The guy's a monster, <laughs> and he he's a very disciplined athlete. Yeah. Very extremely disciplined. He always training. He he's always the gym. When it's time to eat correctly, he eats correctly. He sleep. He's Top. He's yeah. number one. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. No, he is. Walt is a monster. Yep. Walt is it's a monster. There's a big heart. I love him. Yep. There's a big heart. And man, this guy, that guy, Walt, with that weight, it's crazy. <laughs> it he moved like 170, 155, yeah. but he fighting in heavy. No, he does. Man, this guy's a beast. That guy's a beast. Yeah, both of them are. Um, and I mean, I. How do you, because you know, bringing up specifically, Eric's got to move, always on the move. You know, training, recovering, training, training, training. 
how do you adjust you know to his volume so what's happening in the MMA is we have different coaches working right a lot, a lot of coaches working now my experience my experience teach me the best tools is communication with the other coach right 100% okay sometimes I watch sometimes like Eric training this evening and I was watching him training in the morning at 9 a.m. And the, the, and the training was heavy. Right. So I have my plan. And my plan tonight <laughs> to be heavy. And I, I can't do that. No. So I go and talk with the wrestling coach. I go and I talk with the head coach, Chris Connolly. And I talk with Coach Chris, hey, coach, uh, when, you, when is the heavy training again? And he said, oh, Thursday morning you'll be heavy again. So I know that uh, Thursday you won't train heavy. So now I discovered that the secret is talk with other coaches. Right. Because normally the MMA athletes they always want to go hard, mm-hmm. but they need to stop him. Because if you let the guys train hard every day, every day, and they want to do that, they will they will achieve an injury fast. Right. Like in two months, one month and a half. Oh, my elbow is hurt, my knees, yep. my lower back's hurt. That's a big problem. And another thing that my experience will teach me, and there is this is not in a book is uh, the volume or the strategy of the training need to follow, restrict, follow the diet. Right. Because when these guys start to cut weight, mm-hmm. when they, the diet starts to, to getting heavy, my, 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 my volume of training needs to go down. Right. I need to 100%. understand what they are feeling. And now again, my communication with the athlete, hey, how are you feeling today? Did you really sleep tonight or you're lying <laughs> to me? Don't lie to me. Right. Okay. And that's simple details make the difference. Uh, but when it's time to go hard, we go hard. Right. I don't know if you follow me on the Instagram. You see I sometimes do. you go hard. You put the guys to push trucks, yep. pull trucks, and do all the heavy stuff. All the fun stuff. Yeah, but sometimes I saw, man, this morning the coach Chris gave a heavy training. I can't do that with these guys. Right. A lot of times. A lot of times I, I saw I was in a heavy training fair and I said, bro, stop right now. Yep. The training is finished right now. But why? Because we're dying. Yeah. I, there is no goal. Keep going. If you're dying, you cannot make a simple movement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your recovery so is compromised. My secret about the volume, I have communication with the coach and with the athlete. When it's time to put volume, I put volume and follow the diet. When the diet is too heavy, I start to go slowly. That's awesome. No, that's awesome because that's, that's real world application. Yes. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes it takes screwing it up. Yeah. <laughs> to, to see that, okay, this is where I messed up. You know, we're good here, here, here. But when he hit, like you said, when, when they hit their diets or they're cutting, especially drastically, you can't kill them. Bro, I saw, I saw, I saw, and I keep watching, and I keep watching. I saw things that the people don't have idea what these guys pass. Yeah. The guys don't have idea. I saw the monsters yep. crying. Yeah. When it's time to cut, when it's time to cut, I saw I saw big dudes crying like yeah. baby. It sucks. That's, that's yeah. It sucks. That's terrible. Yeah, no, it is. And I've I've seen fights lost because the everyone wasn't on the same page. So you have an athlete come in, call it heavy. Mm-hmm. They weigh in unofficial. Mm-hmm. They got to get down another ten pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, know, see, you, see, you see this every time. Yeah, you see this every time, man. You see this every time. You see the guys that don't have idea what they are doing. Yep. And kill kill themselves. Uh, you saw the guys that don't achieve the weight and and try to do stupid stuff. Uh, <laughs> every time. 
every time. single time. Mm-hmm. And it's we, a shame. We saw a lot of time. Well, I saw a lot of times, and this is the big mistake, coaches that don't have communication mm-hmm. between one each other, strength and conditioning coach, head coach, there in this place leaves a big problem because that's what I told you. Sometimes I have my, my program that I want to put, I want to train heavy. It doesn't matter if, uh, if it's weight or, or conditioning. Right. And the coach don't have a good talk. Mm-hmm. The goal, what's happening is the guy make a heavy training in the morning, then maybe a heavy training at, in the afternoon, and at night you yep. try to to train him hard, yeah. and you don't achieve your goal, and you don't understand why, and then you, and you try to keep pushing. Yep. Then, two days after that, you see at the TV or the news, uh, the fight X has been canceled, canceled because, because the, the fighter had an injury in their knee and biceps and... Yep. Weird. Well, what you said earlier, bags, buys, tries, well, not tricep, but um, and, and knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it happens very often. And you see, like, a big car change. Yes. Yeah. Really, these dudes, there is a volume of training. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> it is. It is. Much. And sometimes uh, my training is very specific. Just yeah. one shoot. It's 45 minutes, not more than the guys. Only this, go, only this, finish, go home. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, bro. Relax. <laughs> Don't forget your weight <laughs> Yeah, you like know. That. No, 100. percent That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys do a great job at Spartan. Uh, I mean, outside looking in, and even you know talking to some of the guys and whatnot, and communicating with yourself, like it shows mm-hmm. that y'all have a really solid system of working with the athletes, uh, from you know your amateur through the professional. It's, yeah, it's yeah awesome. now the, the number of amateurs is growing. We have a very nice amateur <laughs> fighter there. And we fight again 11 January. Yep. There's a strike hard here in Birmingham. We have uh, four fighters, amateur fighters fighting on Birmingham 11 January. All right, cool. Uh, nice. Yeah, no, I'll make sure to put that up on my IG. <laughs> hey, you mentioned uh, following you on IG. Go ahead, give a plug. Where, where can they find you on IG? What's your... Oh, okay. If you want to find me on IG, KD Functional. But the functional is right in Portuguese, not in English. <laughs> so functional in Portuguese with C, okay? K, D, K, Kenneth, D, D, S, K, D, functional. Yeah, I'll make sure to tag okay. it so they can okay. click it. No, that's awesome. Um, I mean, anything else you want to add? Bro, it's uh, the way the way that I came here was funny. <laughs> you know, yeah. Look, listen to this history. I was I work in the with the UFC fighter in Brazil. The most famous that I worked there uh, was Charles Bronx, Charles Rivera, yeah. and yeah. I grew up with Yasmin Anders, Eric Anders' okay. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for sure, we follow on each other by the social media. And one day, she she sent me a message. Hey, Kennedy, uh, I'm going to Brazil with my husband, and here in the UFC. And I said, Okay, I know. I follow you. I follow your husband too. I know that here in the UFC, I saw this last fight. Congratulations. And she told me, yeah, and we are going to Brazil. Can you train him for just a couple days? Because we have a fight in Brazil. And I said, for sure, come huh. on, let's go. So I could train with me. He did a couple couple sessions of training. And after that, she said, hey, he loved your training. Very good training, nice. And probably come back in a few months. And a few months after that, yep. they come back. But the second time, Chris come too. Okay, yeah. Chris come. Then I trained Eric again. Then I met Chris. Then they said to me, bro, why you don't come visit us? Let's go to Birmingham, visit us. Then you train Eric a little bit more. You're training our guys just for a couple months. 
Then we see what happened. Then I come to Birmingham and never more come back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens like that sometimes. Yeah. It's a it's a hidden gem. Yeah, it's a nice gym. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is. That's awesome. Hey, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, anytime you want to hop on, hey, just man, let me know. That, that's my first time making podcast. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. It's it's a good time, man. You, you really you shared a great bit of knowledge. Thank you. Um, and I really appreciate it, and uh, I think um, some of the other coaches and just your every day will really appreciate what you what you shared. Nice. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it being here. You and it's nice. I like it. I really <laughs> well, like it. Well, we'll, we'll hop back on. We'll hop back on and have some fun. Mm-hmm.